Welcome to Beyond the Body, a podcast for women who aren't afraid to dive deep into who they are, embrace discomfort, and level up their mind, body, and life. I'm your host, Christina Slater. If you've ever struggled with body image, self-worth, or knowing how to take your fitness to the next level, you have come to the right place. We go deeper than just the latest fad diet or trending workout to provide you with the mindset tools to transform your body, upgrade your mind, and reclaim your life. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Beyond the Body. I'm your host, Christina Slater. And today, again, we are joined by Brittany Burgess, one of our head coaches at Cut and Conquer. Hey, guys. What's up? So today, we are going to be talking about self-awareness and how to cultivate it and use it to see yourself and your relationships more clearly. So we want to start off by discussing some of the signs of lack of self-awareness. Because as Brittany and I were kind of discussing before this episode, we both used to severely lack self-awareness. And since working on that, our lives have improved like crazy. Uh, Totally. And honestly, so... And I guess to just start to like kind of what is self-awareness and really self-awareness is our ability to distinguish your own beliefs from others and learning to better understand why you feel the way you feel and, you know, how you behave in a particular way. Like really just sitting here, think to yourself, have you ever wondered why you feel the way that you do? You know, being able to recognize and understand your emotions can be really the deciding factor in your successes and our failures. Definitely, we're going to chat about the signs of lack of self-awareness because it plays a huge, huge role in everybody's lives. Absolutely. So for me, one of the signs that I used to struggle with a lot Um, and I feel like a lot of people will relate to, is getting triggered really, really easily. One of the signs we were discussing was kind of like feeding off drama. And I absolutely used to do that. Things that I didn't agree with or things that I didn't believe, if someone was telling me them, I would get super affected by them. I would have a huge emotional response. And I would just continue to feed off that drama and be triggered by other people or other things in my life. Yeah. Drama is a huge thing. And like, even just sitting here, um, like, I know I struggle with that too. I not so much now, but even sitting here talking about it, so many different people came to my thought that, you know, do that exact same thing. It is such a common thing, you know, to think that you are self-aware, but really And like most people believe that they are self-aware, true self-awareness is actually a super rare quality to be honest. So, and like just sitting here and like talking about signs of lack of self-awareness, there's like, again, obviously I struggle with it much better now, but there are definitely, I know so many people um, that have lack of self-awareness. Yeah, absolutely. And one of them used to be me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, exactly. If you're someone who's like, I'm so self-aware, I have all the the self-awareness in the world. Like you probably really do not. (laughs) You probably don't. (laughs) And like, I guess talking about one of mine, like where I was a sign of lack of self-awareness for me is the things like I used to do to quote, make myself feel better. Don't actually make me feel better. So for example, and like I talked about this in our last episode, but you know, drinking <laughs> stuff like that, like 
doing things like, you know, oh, like having this bottle of wine is going to make myself feel better. But in reality, it's not, it's not going to make me feel better. It's probably going to actually make me feel even friggin' shittier. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So important to really get to know yourself and lean into what actually serves you and what actually does not. And Again, that's part of self-awareness. And as we grow and as we get older, but not necessarily get older, because I know a lot of people who, as they get older, their self-awareness continues to decline. Um, But if you are on that path to growth, which most of our listeners probably are, because if you're interested in personal development, that's probably why you're listening to this podcast. So (laughs) as you do continue to grow as a person, um, generally your self-awareness will also improve and your ability to kind of get to know yourself, get to know what serves you and really understand what doesn't. Now, again, even when we can kind of identify those things, it can still be a challenge to actually put it into action because there's so many tempting things out there. There's so many people out there who are going to try to sway you or try to kind of inflict their own belief onto you. And it's important to understand that you don't have to share the same values or standards or beliefs as other people. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And that's kind of really what self-awareness is, right? It's your, your ability to distinguish your own beliefs from others and which is so, so important. And I think honestly, like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think social media makes it really hard for that because mm-hmm. <laughs> there's so many different opinions floating around. Like you open your phone, you open Instagram, TikTok, especially friggin' TikTok. There are so many different things on there, like that make you, I guess, second guess yourself and your own beliefs and, you know, um, just stuff like that. Like social media is huge right now for that. Yeah. And this crazy thought, I have this thought all the time, especially because I'm obviously like big into content and podcasting and everything. And like, no, nothing that we believe is really our own belief. Like we get our beliefs from external sources, whether we think they're ours or not, nothing is actually ours. And that just like blows my mind. And that goes for everybody. <laughs> so like everybody's like, you know what I mean? Um, like it came from something else. So it's like this huge cycle. <laughs> yeah. And I think a big component to improving my own self-awareness was the ability to think outside of myself. So yes. I know uh, several years back, I used to just get very caught up in my own head and in my own life. And it was almost like, an egotistical outlook. And I really had to practice like stepping outside of that and almost like observing my life from an outside perspective. Because when you're living in the moment and you do have those triggers and you do have that drama going on in your life, which we all do, Mm -hmm. um, we get, we can get so caught up in it. But even if you think back to things that really, really mattered to you at one point, they, it's highly, unlikely that they really, really matter to you today. You know, I remember like when I was a kid and I used to swim and I would go to a swim meet and I would have like a shitty race and I would just like beat myself up about it, like completely. And even like two weeks later, that didn't even matter. Like not even one iota did that race really matter, you know? And that's kind of a silly example, but the same thing happens to us as adults and throughout our life. What might really trigger you today and feel like is crashing down on your head in a week, it's not going to make any difference. So the ability to kind of like separate yourself from that and just kind of take a problem solving approach as opposed to like that self-destructive chaotic implosion. (laughs) Honestly, it's great that you brought that up because that's something actually I do. And 
I guess it's kind of a good thing. I don't even notice that I do it, but since you brought that up, I was like, Oh my God, I do that all the time. Like if there's (laughs) something literally like even like the smallest things and you know, the days where everything seems like it's going wrong to spilling your coffee, to hitting traffic on the way to work to, you know, just like the stupidest shit. You're like, Oh my God. Like, and then your mood suffers, everything changes. Your emotions are all over the freaking place. What I do is I literally like, okay, this freaking sucks right now, but this is not going to matter tomorrow. It's probably not even going to matter in three freaking hours, right? Like take it as it is, but don't bring it with you. Just be really self-aware that like, this is not the end of the world. It's just a shitty moment that it happened. It's going to come and go. I guarantee you're going to be fine tomorrow. (laughs) Absolutely. Like that, that quote, if not my quote, I don't know whose it is. It's something about you didn't have a shitty day. You had a shitty five minutes and you let it ruin your entire day. Yeah. I use that all the time. Like it's the, you know, it's not a, it's a bad day. It's not a bad life. Absolutely. All the time. Like every, all the time I use that. Yeah. Or sometimes it's not even a bad day. It's just a bad couple minutes or one bad outcome. And it's just human nature to just let it spill into every aspect of your life. I was, I was talking with Brendan yesterday about like something similar and um, we were just talking about how we can have one little thing happen to us and it just makes us want to throw in the towel on fucking everything. Yeah. And just having that ability to like take a step back and breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Just really just breathe and remind yourself of your purpose, of why you're doing this, of what you believe in, of who you are. And I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but it's it's true. And then you can kind of like move forward with a clearer mind. And, um, something that I did a couple, we did, I did a couple live streams on last year in the client group about just problem solving in your life, because that's all life is, is being able to problem solve. And people who don't fully comprehend that usually will struggle the most because they do that like self implosion of destruction and yeah. they just wind up in that chaotic hole. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, um, for sure. And it's, it's very easy to do that. And I do find myself still falling victim to that every once in a while when I have some of those triggers that really are deep rooted in my soul. But being able to take that step back, realize that this is the problem, this is the solution, and I just have to implement it and reevaluate in order to move forward. Always say like, how can I troubleshoot this situation? (laughs) It's true. Yeah. How, and it it is what it is. Right. And it sounds silly, but like, you really just have to step back and really, and really think about it. And even with those, you know, shitty moments that happen throughout the day. And I, like, I do this all the time and I say this for absolutely anything. Um, and it's helped me a lot, but it's okay to feel like that. Like, it's okay to have that overwhelming, like, oh my God, this is really shitty kind of feeling. Mm -hmm. But the most important thing is like, we're acknowledging that. And then we don't stay there. Yes. Right. We get out of that feeling like this day is over. Like I'm sick of it. I should have stayed in bed. No, like it's okay. Just acknowledge that. Wow. This fucking sucks. It really sucks. But so take that like five minutes of acknowledging, wow, this is a shitty situation, but don't stay there. And that goes with absolutely anything. Do not stay there. No, do not (laughs) let, do not let a temporary setback become a permanent destination for you. Yeah. I know it's a lot easier said than done because (laughs) again, when we're in that moment, it feels like the world is ending, especially if it's something that we really truly care about. Yeah. No, for sure. Because it's those moments of weakness, how you respond to that, that's going to determine your success or your failure and whether you're moving forward or backward in life. No, that's honestly, and like you've said too, it's like, it's so 
easy. It is easier said than done, but like anything and like anything, I feel like we've talked about on past podcasts, like it's just stuff like that is not going to, you're not going to be automatically friggin' self-aware tomorrow. Like you're not going to be, you know, it's something that you have to work on all the friggin' time. Yep. Yep. Um, so another sign of lack of self-awareness, and this is something that I, I used to do a lot and I'm very proud to say that I truly don't do this very much anymore. Very much. <laughs> and that's like playing victim when receiving feedback and or when in like an argument. My God, I'm so happy you brought this one up because I was going to bring this one up because I'm still like really bad at it. But <laughs> yeah, because I I used to and I don't know. I don't I'm not like a relationship coach or the detail know the details on relationships, but I love relationships. And a lot of people have different attachment styles. Um, whether we're talking about just friendships or colleagues, romantic partners, everything. And kind of based on your attachment style often will determine how you react in arguments or with feedback, right? Yeah. So I used to play the victim when someone was mad at me or when I was in an argument or if I was getting feedback that like I didn't agree with. And that was that was probably one of the biggest things I worked on. And one of the biggest things that I have improved is like my ability to step outside myself and almost look at the situation from the other person's perspective. And even if I don't agree with them, at least see their perspective and their point of view and acknowledge that. I am exactly the same way. That was definitely one of my biggest things that I struggle with. And I would get so defensive when receiving feedback. And like, I even would always like ask myself, like, why am I getting so friggin' defensive? But like, it's honestly our natural tendency to reject feedback when we receive it. Like it is what it is. We want to protect that feeling, like protect our pride, you know, but beneath it really, however, it's just our fear of being vulnerable. That's causing, you know, this lack of self-awareness and getting defensive when getting feedback, whether it be good or bad. Yep, absolutely. And I was reading about like relationships and attachment styles and there was something that said, and this really, really resonated with me. And I wouldn't say I'm like a clingy, crazy person in a relationship by any means. I think I'm actually like a very reasonable person, but something that kind of relates back to like playing the victim is when I used to get in arguments with friends or like partners, I would always like pull away first. And I'd always be like, okay, like screw you. I'm out. And I think yeah. it was because like, I was very afraid of rejection. So I would always reject first. Yeah. No. And totally that. yeah. now that I have improved my self-awareness a lot from where I used to be, I can kind of look outside of that and like, understand like, okay, this person isn't actually going to reject me. And, or even if they do, then that's fine. And that's what's meant to be. And I can move on with that. <laughs> Yeah. And like for me too, it was like that feeling of the same thing with like the relationships or even feedback, anything like that in that sense. I guess it was just like the fear of like not being good enough. Yeah. yeah. You know, I felt like I would be switching into like super defensive mode when, you know, someone would tell me something, you know, about myself that we didn't already know. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I guess like the defensive might, you know, manifest in the form of us making just excuses and like mm -hmm. lashing out. I used to be, you know, kind of passive aggressive with things or, and then like that starting to wanting to control others, obviously like I'm way better at it now, but this was something I was like, not so great at. <laughs> yeah. I think that's very relatable for a lot of people. And thank you for sharing it because 
we don't like to admit it. Like, I don't like to admit that. And I still do it sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. Another one that we were kind of discussing was having a hard time saying, I don't know, or admitting that you don't have an answer for a particular thing. Yes. Which sounds so silly because I like now that thinking about it now, like if I actually don't know something, I'll have no problem saying, I don't know, like not a problem, but like looking back, like now that we're talking about this and diving deep into it, I used to hate saying I didn't know because it's that feeling of like, oh, I'm not good enough if I don't know this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually think saying that you don't know something is a huge sign of strength. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. It's way better than like trying to fake it, force it or anything. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I like saying I don't know because I like learning things. So if I admit that I don't know something, I'm like, oh, teach me, please. I I actually have no idea. (laughs) Please. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Um, I think again, like bringing it back to feeding off drama and kind of letting other people's opinions influence what you're doing. Um, I think that's, that's probably one of the most popular signs of lack of self-awareness. Because typically when that's happening, you your ego comes into play, right? And you don't want to admit that you don't know something. You yeah. don't you you go on the defense almost, right? Yeah. Our ego gets in the way of a lot of shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. In self-awareness, in fitness, when you're in the gym, when you're lifting weights, when you're trying to yeah. do nutrition, you know what I mean? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It absolutely does. And it's it's hard to let it go. It's super, super hard. But honestly, though, once you do, game changer. Yeah. Game changer. It's just really letting that go. And yeah, I still think, honestly, like we probably both have a lot of work left to do because mm-hmm. like, it almost feels like the more you learn, yeah, the more there is to learn. Oh, definitely. <laughs> like, because sometimes sure. I feel like I'm like, I got this shit figured out. Like I'm dialed oh, in. Wrong. I know all this <laughs> stuff. I like run my company. I'm a good leader. And then I'm like, wait, there's so no. much I don't know. <laughs> no, it's crazy. Like, I feel like the more you do work on yourself and like, um, self-work in that sense, like the more you're like, oh, wow, I really do need to work on this, which is totally fine. Like, no, like I'm going to be working on myself to the day I fucking die. <laughs> It is what it is. And I feel like everyone should be doing that. There's nothing wrong with that. There is no such thing of being a, you know, being perfect. There is not. So absolutely. So let's kind of talk about some tips, I guess, to improve our self-awareness. Yes. So I have, so do you want me to go first? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So uh, something that I do is, so I assess yourself talk. So I assess myself talk. So really I, I talk to myself. Like, I know it sounds really stupid, but I talk (laughs) to myself and I, to be like, I guess in tune with myself and like, I'm really happy for myself. I'm doing well. This isn't great. This is something I do all the time, but this is not great, but it could be worse. Yeah. That one is huge. I use this one every single time there is an issue. Like we were just talking about where like you have something going on in your life. That's really shitty. <laughs> like you're stuck in traffic. You're going to be late to work. Okay. Well, this is not a great situation, but it could be worse. It always can be freaking worse. Yeah. 
Um, I think the way I guess we talk to ourselves is like in our inner voice. Again, it sounds silly, but we do. We talk to ourselves all the time. And even if you don't even notice it, you're talking to yourself. Like you might not be aware that you're doing it, but you most certainly friggin' are. Like you're probably even listening to this talking to yourself. <laughs> I'm talking <laughs> to myself right now. <laughs> exactly. Like this inner voice combines our our conscious thoughts with um, you know, our beliefs and biases to create that internal like monologue with ourselves throughout the day. So we need to make sure it's really, it's positive. And that's something that I do on the daily. Absolutely. One tip that I have that correlates nicely with that is just simplifying life and simplifying what the things that are going wrong, right? So again, like trying to not identify things as bad or even good, but just simply as occurring, right? Because something shitty is going to happen and it's probably not what you wanted or intended to happen, but it still happened. You can only make it worse by dwelling on it, by beating yourself up about it, by attaching those negative feelings towards it. And you're just going to go through that shit show twice or more. Right. (laughs) So being more decisive is going to help you as long as you can simplify the problem. Again, I'm sure you can relate to this, like laying in bed and replaying things 8 million times and (laughs) worrying about things and thinking about the worst possible thing that could happen and trying to be perfect and trying to make the perfect decision. All of that is going to hold you back in terms of your progress. Yeah. So simplifying things and just taking action one step at a time. Another thing too that I do, and and again, it's something that I I used to do a lot, and I got out of, and it's something, and it's actually really freaking hard to do, to really, but meditate on your mind. And I know it's super, super. It sounds silly again, and it's like okay, meditation, whatever. But I guarantee you, if you freaking sit down and you're like, oh, I can meditate, that's no problem. Sit there for five minutes. Can you actually turn your brain off? Probably not. It's very challenging. (laughs) It is so challenging, but I do challenge you to really try it and really work on it. Because once you quiet your mind and quiet those thoughts down and quiet, what's been happening in the day and quiet, what you have to do fucking tomorrow or whatever is going on, really focus on that and focus on you, your breath, you know, it's freaking game changing. And I used to do it all the time and I got really, really good at it. And then, um, I just stopped doing it and I actually just started practicing it again. And I'm back to square one and it's actually so hard, (laughs) but it's so, so helpful though. Like it's really one of the best ways to really learn about how your thoughts and your emotions work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a tip for meditating that helped me and has helped some of our clients too, is not necessarily, especially when you're, when you're starting to meditate or if you're a beginner, not necessarily completely clearing your mind, but just like observing your thoughts. Because Brittany, like you just said, like it, it's very challenging to completely clear your mind, especially when you're just starting. Like, I don't yeah. know if I've ever got to a point in meditation where my mind is like completely clear. <laughs> yeah. um, but just like being okay with observing your thought patterns and just recognizing, like you said, where they're coming from, what you're thinking about, because often we don't even realize what we're thinking about. Yeah. You no. Know? It's not like we're, we're not using our brain. We just don't even know that we're what we're thinking about or how to change it. Right. It's just autopilot. Well, that's like the same thing. Like the whole like self-talk, like you're constantly always freaking talking to yourself, even if you're not even aware that you are. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
And it's crazy. But like, when you actually think about it, you're like, holy shit, I'm literally talking to myself all day. Like I'm in my head all day. We might as well make it a really good friggin' place to hang out. Absolutely. So interesting. So this is completely <laughs> off topic from this podcast. <laughs> oh, God. I, just, I just have a genuine question for you. And oh, you know, and everyone who listens to the <laughs> podcast knows like I had like a really, really severe body image issue for my entire life. Like seriously. Yeah. And I've improved it a lot, but I honestly think not even as much as I think that I have. And, um, for those of you who follow my life, like I was obviously just on vacation. I went back to the Okanagan where I'm from. And I don't know if it partly correlates to the fact that I'm like from the Okanagan. And when I lived there, I was very negative and younger and just not very growth oriented, even though like I had an amazing time I did find when I was there. And I don't think it had so much to do with the environment, maybe a little bit. I think it was more just like my own mind. I was like very hard on myself about my body. Like okay. very, very hard on myself. So I'm just curious because I feel like a lot of people relate, but I want to know your thoughts. Okay. So I was at the beach a lot. I was at the water slides or the pool. We're like doing all this outdoor stuff. And I was in a bikini a lot. And like the entire time that I was in the bikini, I was thinking about my body. Like not even once was I thinking about any, like I was thinking about other things, but in the back of my mind, it was like, do I look bad? Does my stomach look weird? Does my butt look weird? Do my boobs look weird? Like do I look good? And I was like constantly in the back of my mind playing that over and over and over. Do you do that? Yes. Because I do it. I do. All the time. And I never, I look at other people who look better than me, who look worse than me, who look different than me. And I, I'm like, oh, that person's rocking it. But in my head, yeah. I'm constantly beating myself up, even in the back of my mind about it. I was doing that in Vegas too. It was like the same thing. Like if we were at the pool and in a bikini and like that was the first time I was in, I was in a bikini in a freaking long time like actually swimming in a pool and like the whole time, like even like near the end, like I like the trip, I was fine, but definitely like the first like day or two, same thing, same exact thoughts. Like, I think I was more concerned of like what other people thought of me, you know what I mean? Like just Mm -hmm. stupid shit. And like, and I feel like everyone struggles with it, no matter what you look like, no matter anything, no matter, you know, if you're super fit, super not, it's that body dysmorphia feeling. Right. And it's like, the more I feel unfortunately, like we work on ourselves. I feel like it's still in the back of our head, like, and it's crazy, <laughs> but no, I do. Yeah. Too. <laughs> no, yeah. Do. And this was like the first time that I've really, really like been aware of it in a couple of years. And obviously like, I'm not at the beach as much because I live in Fort Mac and it's cold here all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But I, in my head, I was like, wow, I actually thought I was like over this and I'm definitely not. And I even kept telling myself like, dude, you have like, a fantastic body. And even though you're not as lean as you might want to be right now, you still look really good. Your legs carry you around. Your body is strong. Like you feel good. Why are you doing this to yourself? But I truly couldn't stop. Even Ben was like giving me shit while we were away. Cause he could tell that I was like, kind of like, I guess like uncomfortable. Like I was just like, kept trying to like cover my ass up and shit like that. And he's like, why are you doing that? Like, <laughs> I don't understand. Like you work so hard. You look great. I'm like, man, it's my head. <laughs> Yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> yeah, no. So I get it. No, it's same. It it happens and it happens to me. <laughs> I guess this kind of goes into this leeway right nicely into my next tip of kind of what I do. And I actually tell my clients to do this as well, but like, um, t- like to be more self-aware is like really just look in the mirror, like literally look in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. When people like, I find when they first look at themselves and I'm 
like this, we just talked about it. We're often super freaking critical. So we kind of have to learn how to shift our perspective and use that reflection in the mirror for like our deeper self-awareness. Yeah. I like that. That's kind of deep, but (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Right. Like really look in the mirror. And I always get my clients to look in the mirror and tell, you know, tell yourself two good things that, you know, physically and two good things you like mentally about yourself and, you know, do it every single day. Like look in the mirror every single day. Um, I just feel like, and me as well. And I do this as often as I can, because we are, everyone is so freaking critical of themselves, no matter what. And like, we just talked about it. And so it's so important to just, you know, look at ourselves in the mirror and pick out the stuff you freaking like, because there's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I think that is so, so important and such good advice for everyone. And I think honestly, like I need to do that more as well, because even though my mindset is good, and a lot of things in my life are going very well. I do feel like I've been neglecting my like body image aspect. So I yeah. think I need to work on that because I know for me, like that's where a lot of my insecurities stem from. Yeah. Whereas other people obviously might have a different area in which it stems from. But for me, I know that it's my body. Yeah. And like, it's so helpful and and I do it all the time. And like, you know, there's, even if you're saying the same shit over and over again, like it's, it is so extremely helpful. And then if you switch it up even better, like you have a full list of things that you freaking love about yourself, (laughs) that you forget about the shit that you're super critical on. And like, really there is nothing right. Like super, super great. I think another thing that is so beneficial to improving your self-awareness is how it allows you to develop deeper relationships and meaningful relationships meaningful whether whether it's a a friend or like any type of relationship even you and I I feel like especially on my end I give you like a ton of hardcore critical feedback like every day (laughs) oh what what I know (laughs) look at look at us go eh I used to I would have hated that freaking five years ago But I think it like makes our relationship way better because I know like you're very honest with me and I'm very honest with you. And like you tell me when you're feeling overwhelmed, I tell you when I'm feeling overwhelmed and we just like work through it. And I think that we appreciate each other for that. I totally agree. Whether it is a intimate relationship, if it's family, if it's friends, if it's business, it is super, super beneficial to said relationship to be more self-aware. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess like too, I guess it goes into kind of what you said, but it, it allows us to understand things from like multiple perspectives where like, I'm, yes. I'm seeing it from your side, you're seeing it from mine. Um, you know, I'm, if Ben and I are, you know, ha- I'm seeing it from his perspective and then, you know, he's seeing it from mine. It's just, it's easier on the relationship, makes the relationship easier, makes the relationship stronger. Mm-hmm. I think previously, several years back, I truly didn't realize or understand that someone could honestly like have a completely different interpretation of something than I did. I thought that everyone just saw things the way that I saw things. And I didn't want to like realize that that wasn't the truth. Right. And that was like a big realization for me was that something could happen or I could say something and someone might not agree with it and they could actually be correct. Yeah. You know, <laughs> no, for sure. So it's like, no, I was the same way too, where you're like, it's kind of not like so much like my way or the highway kind of deal, but like it kind of is. <laughs> yeah. You know, like just like 
that's how I see it. That's how everyone else sees it. So being more self-aware hundred percent, I see everyone, like everyone's different perspectives coming from whatever is going on, whatever we're talking about, whatever we're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think in saying that too, it's important to, to look at it from other people's perspectives, but you don't have to agree with it. No, you do not have to agree with it. And like, especially in, in like romantic relationships, for example, like sometimes there will be times where Brendan will have a opinion and I like really, really don't agree with it or vice versa. But we really try to at least understand where the other person is coming from. And that really, really helps strengthen the relationship and the communication and the clarity that we have with each other and ourselves. Well, it's also a really strong, you know, trait of being self-aware is like you have your own opinions and your own beliefs, but you're able to listen to someone else's perspective on said topic or Mm -hmm. anything that's happening, but still, you know, at the end of the day, not have it turn into this huge freaking fight. Yeah. You know, you both have your own beliefs on something, you know, you listen to each other's, you know, perspective on the situation, but you're like, yeah, you know, and that's, that's totally fine. Having your own beliefs on shit Mm -hmm. is totally fine. You do not need to follow anybody. (laughs) Yeah. Even if it's your partner or your best friend, you don't have to agree and you can still be very close. Exactly. And like, you don't, and it doesn't have to end in an argument, right? Like it, Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't, like you can have very positive conversations, very adult conversations on things. And that's totally fine. And working on your self-awareness and like tuning into your own senses and who you are is going to save you so much time because you're not going to spend as much time worrying about things. You're not going to spend as much time pondering over if you're making the right decision. You're definitely going to spend a lot of less time in conflict because you're going to have the awareness to acknowledge what you believe, what's going on with the other person, identify a solution and just move forward. Honestly, it's just really too has helped me. I'm just, I'm honestly happier (laughs) and I've just like decreased my stress. Like tenfold. You know what I mean? And like, I'm able to regulate my emotions a little bit better than before where I was just like a loose freaking cannon, you know? Yeah. And that ties in very nicely and importantly with your fitness because stress (laughs) is the number one killer of everything good. (laughs) Like, oh no, it's true. If with your recovery, with your training, with your nutrition, like no one binge eats when they're not stressed out really. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the more self-awareness you can cultivate, the better everything in your life is going to be, the better your training is going to be, the more present you're going to be able to be with yourself, with your partner, with your workout plan, with everything. Everything. And it also gives you more, more power to choose things. Yes. And I guess with that too, like to like influence our outcomes as well. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. There was, oh, what was it? I was talking about it a couple of weeks ago before I went on vacation in the client group. And it was, and I can't remember the formula. Do you remember what I was saying? It was like, oh, yeah. O plus um, R equals yes. E plus R equals O or something. Do you remember that? Um, yeah. Ugh, damn it. <laughs> event, event plus response equals outcome. Yes. I think what it was. So something can happen to you and you can completely control that outcome, even if that event is totally outside of your control by how yes. you respond to it. But if your response to that is built up by your emotions and a trigger and you just allow yourself to 
go crazy and let your ego take over, that outcome is not going to be the optimal outcome that you're going for. Yeah, that's perfect. Honestly, that's something you, we, you should live by every single day. Make your life a whole lot freaking easier. I'll tell you that. Yeah. And I think again, just like driving home the importance of being able to simplify your problems and simplify your struggles in your life, because that's yeah. been a game changer for myself. I have it on my bulletin board because <laughs> like you, I ha- used to have a tendency to overthink everything. And okay. I almost like glorified and identified with being an overthinker and it was not serving me. <laughs> no, I don't think it's like good. It's like, okay, sometimes I guess to be an overthinker, but honestly it's not, it's just going to cause you so much extra stress to be, it did not help me at all. <laughs> no, like it's not like, no. <laughs> and I know again, it's like easier said than done not to lay. Cause sometimes I still freaking lay in bed and think of shit that I said four days ago. Like, why the fuck did I say that? But like, honestly, I'm definitely way better than I was years and years ago. And I still like, I don't know about you. Like I, I can't turn that off a hundred percent. Like there's still little bits there that kind of hang out, but definitely. Mm-hmm. And like my overthinking just freaking led to my anxiety. Yeah. And then my anxiety yeah. led to me not sleeping. And then my sleep, it was a freaking cycle. And it all started with fucking overthinking. Yeah. <laughs> and then your sleep goes to shit and then your recovery goes, goes to shit. shit. And then you get cravings because your hormones are going to be out of whack. And then your nutrition is going to slip. It's and your self image and how you look at your body is going to go right. down, right? It's a huge yeah. spiral. Yeah. It's just, yeah, no. <laughs> it's like, and I feel like it all starts with just overthinking. Yeah. <laughs> Your mind is so powerful and it controls so much, (laughs) so much. That's why it's so important to be, you know, obviously not just physically healthy, but mentally healthy as well. Mental health and our brain and our noodle are so important. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Very, very true. And one, one other tip to kind of finish off, even though this isn't exactly self-awareness related, I've chatted with a few people, not clients, just people in the DMs on Instagram lately. And it seems like a big struggle is people recognize that their mentality and their self-awareness and their mindset is critical to being successful in life and in fitness, but they don't know how to start working on it. Right. And if that's you, it's okay to start with the physical because... Yeah. Sometimes that's almost what you need to get that push to really dial your mind in. Because if you're not working out, you're not eating right, you're binge eating, you feel like shit, your body, you feel low energy, sluggish, not sleeping, overthinking, having anxiety. It's a challenge to start, especially if you're not working with a coach, especially if you're on your own. So sometimes the right move is simply getting active, going for a workout, starting to work on your body. Because when you start to work on your body, your mind will follow. Yeah. When my mindset and mental health was shit, I started with my fitness journey. I started moving my body and then, you know, everything again, it's not an overnight thing and everything just, you know, spiraled and snowballed into, you know, working on everything. But I started mine. I started in the gym. I started my fitness journey. Yeah, I, I was the same. I, my my fitness improved before my mindset did. So did mine, hundred percent. I feel like that's most people. Like that's where that's where we start. Because <laughs> I feel like you know, working out, doing the like getting to the gym or working out, lifting, whether you're at home, the gym. That's the freaking easy shit. Mm-hmm. It's the other stuff that's hard. 
So let's start with the stuff we can do, what we can, you know, start focus on the easy shit. And then that will, you know, make you want to start working on the other stuff. And Mm -hmm. it's just like, it lays a good foundation for the rest. Absolutely. Having said that, it's not okay to just work on your body without working on your mind, because that's going to almost always set you up for failure in the long run or self-sabotage. They do really go hand in hand. And I think if I truly understood that and embraced that from the beginning of my fitness journey, I would have had a much more streamlined, linear, feel-good process instead of allowing myself to have those like backslides of progress, fall off track, get on track again. Because I didn't understand how big of a component my mindset played at the beginning. No, I agree. I was, I'm exactly the same way. Totally. So it is, it is a complimentary relationship (laughs) for sure. All right. So I think that is pretty much everything. Do you have any final words for us in terms of self-awareness or anything else you want to share? No, I think we covered everything beautifully. Awesome. I think I just really just challenge everyone listening to, you know, take some of these tips that we've given and start practicing them. Absolutely. Please do. When you feel those triggers coming on, um, if you feel that self-awareness starting to slip, definitely take a second, take a step back, try to simplify, tune into how you're feeling, tune into your breathing, your senses, and even just recognizing that is a huge step forward. Huge step forward. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. You can find us on Instagram at Nagfina at the Burgess. And we have a new account for the podcast, beyondthebody.podcast. If you guys want to give that a look and we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks guys. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Beyond the Body. If you're getting value from the podcast, please don't forget to follow, rate, and review. It really goes a long way. And if you're ready to take your mind and body to the next level and you want to work closely with me and my team, head over to my Instagram page at Nyfina and tap the link in my bio to fill in a coaching application to see if Cut and Conquer can help you transform your life.